The sports world has been greening itself for most of the century, but despite these efforts, most fans have no idea. That changes now. Welcome to Green Sports Pod. Hosted by Lou Blaustein, Green Sports Pod highlights the successes, challenges, and opportunities to green the games we love to watch and play, and give you the chance to hear from the athletes who are taking positive environmental actions. Learn more and subscribe to the show today at greensportsblog.com. Hi there, I'm Lou Blaustein, and welcome to episode 21 of Green Sports Pod. I've been looking forward to this conversation with Chris Granger and Kristen Fulmer, both of the OVG 360 division of Oakview Group, the largest developer and operator of sports and entertainment venues in the world for a while now. Chris and Kristen each have that rare combination of being both visionaries and doers. Fortunately for the green sports world, They are applying those skills by helping operators of sports and entertainment venues make their buildings more sustainable in ways that are measurable, transparent, and substantial through the new OVG 360 Goal program. Chris, Kristen, welcome to Green Sports Pod. Oh, thank you. And we we certainly appreciate the work you do all the time online and via the pod to spread the word, spread the word of climate change and the importance of urgency along the way. And this movement doesn't move as well as it does without your help. So thank you for having us. I appreciate it. And my ethos is, and I will borrow from the head coach of my New York Jets, Robert Sala, all electric, no break. We have to go faster. (laughs) And Kristen, it's great to have you with us as well. Yeah, so great to be here as a longtime listener. It's fun to have the chance to speak as well. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we're going to start with Chris. Just a little background, your current role at OVG, and how did your background as president of business operations at the NBA's Sacramento Kings get you into this role and also a little bit about your personal passion for climate action? Sure. So my role at Oakview Group is the president of OVG 360. OVG 360 represents the venue management, hospitality, and venue solutions arm of Oakview Group. So think of it as all of the third-party work we do on behalf of venues of all types, arenas, stadiums, convention centers, state fairs, performing arts centers, cultural institutions, you name it. We are involved in, in some way, shape, or form across all aspects of venue operations in a, in a multitude of buildings. For me, from a, a career standpoint, whether it was 15 years at the league office, as you know, working at the NBA, then going to Sacramento and building and opening Golden One Center, which, as you know, was the first lead platinum arena, professional arena in the country. Then I went to Detroit and oversaw the business of the Detroit Red Wings, the Detroit Tigers, and all of our venues within that organization, which included certainly Little Caesars Arena, Comerica Park, the Fox Theater, Pine Knob Amphitheater, and a couple other amphitheaters have all led to this point where, as you know, I have a passion for arenas. I have a passion for 
operations and customer service. And what better place to do those things than OVG, which to your earlier point is the leader when it comes to sports and entertainment venues on a global basis. So this is a perfect fit for me and I'm truly blessed to be a part of this organization. And then you layer on OVG's clear commitment to sustainability, certainly starting but not ending with Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, which is just yet another gorgeous building. And certainly I think shows people what's possible when you are intentional about sustainability. So to be affiliated with Oakview Group, to be affiliated with Climate Pledge Arena, to me, it it speaks to my values. As you know, for a long time, climate change, sustainability, climate action are very important to me on a personal level. So to be able to marry my personal interest on the topic with OVG's passion and commitment to the topic, this is a, a perfect fit for me. Well, I look forward to kind of diving into how you're taking that personal passion and applying it with this very impactful company, with this very forward-looking program on sustainability, on climate action. I'm going to switch over to Kristen to just share a little bit about your background and what you bring to OVG. For sure. And my, my background is in sustainable design. So I've spent a long time thinking about how to make buildings more sustainable, both in the design and construction and also how people occupy it and how buildings impact humans as well. So I started in kind of corporate real estate development, worked in a variety of different real estate companies, both on the consulting side and internally, and really just over time made the connection between my personal passion and love of sports and the ability to bring a sustainable building design to this world. So similar to Chris, I'm so grateful to be a part of Oakview Group because it is a great opportunity to think about kind of sports and entertainment related facilities. And I have the opportunity to think of more sustainable solutions, both for the buildings and operations themselves, as well as how people, whether that's employees, athletes, and entertainers, and fans and visitors experience those buildings. And so what you're bringing to the table, coming from the real estate background, and from what Chris is bringing to the table from the arena and the sports property background, you know, it sounds to me like that is fusing itself into OVG 360's goal division. And so I'll start with Chris, maybe a little backstory on what goal is all about, green operations and advanced leadership for those of you listeners who aren't steeped in OVG 360 goal just yet. And then I'll go over to Kristen in a sec. I appreciate it. And the idea of goal is very simple. It's to give venue operators a roadmap on how to be more sustainable, period. As an operator myself of new buildings and old buildings, of indoor buildings and outdoor buildings, of buildings of various types and functions, I always wanted to do more as it relates to, quote, being sustainable beyond just the build of the building, right? So the if there's a knock on lead, it's often that it's focused on design and construction, and it's less about 
ongoing operations of the building. So what we want to do is to meet venues where they are and understand that, listen, it's okay that you're not Climate Pledge Arena today. It's okay that you're not carbon zero. It's okay that you're in a 30-year-old building and haven't done anything on the topic yet. What we want to show through goal is there are things you can do. There are things you can do from an energy, waste, water, recycling, air quality, transportation. How do you engage with your fans? There are so many different things that a venue operator can do or levers they can pull to move in the direction of sustainability. What our hope is, is to provide a light that there are all these levers to pull and then give those venues a sense of, for each of those levers, what does good performance look like? What does better look like? And what does world-class look like? And then give them tools to achieve those things. So we want to make sure that people feel that they can take action and not be intimidated by the topic of sustainability. And that's what we're trying to set out to do here. And is the sustainability definition that you guys work with, is it the E or the ESG or some combination thereof and social justice and climate justice, et cetera? How do you, how do you define it? Yeah, great question. And, and Kristen can speak to this and should speak to this. We view sustainability holistically. So we have the E and the S and the G as components of goal. Again, as a venue, you may decide you only want to focus on one particular thing or two particular things or 10 things. It's up to you. And we're not saying you need to achieve in all of these different areas in order to be deemed sustainable. What we're saying is, There's all these things you can do. We're going to categorize them for you. You should do the things that you think are attainable or the things that are meaningful to your community or the things that are meaningful to your geography. My issues in Detroit might be around air quality. Your issues in Phoenix might be about water efficiency. Let's start there. But we want to make sure the platform and the platform is flexible enough, again, to sort of meet venues where they are in terms of what matters most to them. And Kristen, you should add in on that. Yeah, I'd just add that each of the components I think are are important and we want to show opportunity for leadership in a variety of different topics. So within the E, we have ways to quantify and prompts to make sure that we're accurately quantifying greenhouse gas emissions, carbon emissions, and a footprint. But we also have kind of good, better, best thresholds to help venues understand what water efficiency and quality look like or waste reduction look like within the E. Within the S, we have kind of objectives or or ways that you can lead in health and wellness, food and nutrition, diversity and inclusion. And within the G, you know, I consider governance within our world as really just being kind of activations, engagements, policies. So those are components like community resiliency, visitor education and engagement, and sustainable partnerships. And I think over time, we'll see new innovations in in ways that we can capture and celebrate that. But at least we're trying to provide a roadmap for how to get started in all of those topics. And so what kind of metrics are involved? What is the output, if you will, once a venue embraces and starts going down towards the goal line? So we have a few different components for the metrics, one being just monthly tracking. We want to provide 
ways to capture and quantify just the basic environmental footprint, including carbon, waste, water, energy, et cetera. We want to provide the opportunity for venues to begin to track that now if they aren't already and then understand what their baseline is and probably then provide a little bit more direction of opportunities to reduce. So the first bit of quantification within the online platform is just the opportunity or prompts to enter in monthly data points. So those are more focused right now on environmental, but we also want to capture ways to measure the S, social, and the G, governance. And we do that through the actual understanding where people align to the thresholds of good, better, best. They provide documentation for showing some of the more qualitative components, you know, what policies are in place or what diverse hiring practices do they have? And then we validate and recognize that and then can quantify on the macro scale who's doing what types of efforts. What's behind the curtain? In other words, the arenas or the venues are supplying you with information or supplying into a kind of software. What is the software about? Behind the, you know, the special sauce is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, so we're working with AWS on creating what we call the portal. So it's the goal portal. And the goal portal has several functions. One, it provides you with a very user-friendly, operator-friendly way to track the different areas that Kristen is talking about. It provides you with, again, standards on what good performance looks like, better looks like, best looks like. It provides you with an online library of tools, case studies, best practices, legal language that you might want to use with your suppliers when you're trying to achieve A, B, or C. But we want to make this as high touch and as supportive as possible for the operator we understand that operators are very busy and they're worried about tonight's conversion and the number of shows they have over the next two weeks. So the the tool is designed with that operator in mind to make sure that the input, the output, and the ability to access the library or access other similarly situated venues is right there at their fingertips because Again, using my Detroit example, I might want to compare myself with other two tenants buildings across the country. I might want to compare myself with other buildings in the Midwest, given how important geography is to this topic. I might want to compare myself to other buildings of my age. But the idea and the opportunity to compare yourself with other similarly situated venues is yet another component of the tool that you'll find you know, hopefully beneficial to you as an operator. So I'm an operator, I'm a facilities manager for one of these venues. And I sign up, or my venue above me has signed up for Goal. How do I get onboarded? What is my life going to be like going through Goal? Great question. And let me start with where we are today. And then I'll let Kristen speak to what happens when we flip the switch and turn you on. We're at the point now where we are working with between 15 or 20 or so what we're calling founding circle members. And these founding circle members 
are acting as essentially beta testers of the tool itself. So these are venues that are giving us input on the language we use in the tool, the standards that are within the tool, what other things should we be tracking as an industry, what standards are too easy to attain, what are too difficult to attain. Because again, we want to make sure that this is designed with the operator in mind. This is not coming from the ivory tower. This is not coming from an off-the-shelf tracking tool that some other organization is, has created and is trying to shoehorn into the sports and entertainment industry. This is truly designed with sports and entertainment and arenas and stadiums first and foremost. So this group of 15 or 20 or so are helping us think through all of those different elements from a content standpoint, number one. And then number two, they're helping us think through just the usability of the tool. What's the interface? What graphs do you want to see? Where can we include a widget so I can include this dashboard rather than that dashboard? But again, the idea is to have this group of highly engaged, highly sophisticated operators weighing in right now. So by the time this beta process is over, we're nearing the end of that, we're ready to go and open this up to a much broader audience. And then Kristen can talk about then what happens once you're in. Yeah, I'd say that that much broader audience could include stadiums, arenas, convention centers, theaters, live event spaces in total. And it's it's really an opportunity for them to one, begin measurement. So you know, we want to meet venues where they are in their sustainability journey. Some of them might not be familiar with how to measure data or how to gather the data points that we'd be looking for to help them build a sustainability roadmap. So the onboarding, Lou, back to your question, is really about understanding where those venues are along their journey, helping them chart a roadmap along those good, better, best thresholds to help them understand what they're interested in, where they could lead in now, where they want to lead in in the future. And then also a huge component is facilitating that collaboration amongst them so that maybe there's a cohort of theaters that really want to tackle reducing single-use plastic in theaters. And so we can facilitate and they can even engage amongst themselves to tackle some of these challenges, share best practices, policies, good vendors that exist out there. And then we can also gather everybody together in person as well as virtually, not only to share other ideas, talk through challenges, but also to recognize leadership. So another big component, once venues have started using the platform and and charted their paths and started to align themselves and and meet those thresholds, we want to celebrate that and recognize them for their leadership. So together we'll gather celebrate that leadership and also hopefully inspire others or use some some friendly competition to inspire others to to lead as well. So speaking of celebration and gathering, I understand that Goal and Oakview 360 are partnering with the Green Sports Alliance. And I believe there is maybe some news there. Yeah. So we're partnering to your use your language. We are partnering with the Green Sports Alliance, what we're calling a, a strategic collaboration agreement um, that will help us share content and best practices among GSA members and OVG 360 venues. We will partner on the Green Sports Summit 
In fact, the first one, the next one will be at Climate Pledge Arena in June of 23, which we're excited about. I'm excited about that. Now I get to go and see <laughs> that arena in person after seeing the videos and the photos and the images. Now I get to go. Oh, I'm very excited. Continue. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. We'll share data. We'll ensure that there is integration between goal and arc, depending on what tool a venue is interested in using in their own sustainability journey. So we'll make sure that that back and forth is easy. But again, I, I just think more broadly, we, we both understand that we are at a an important time, as you know, Lou, and as partly as a result of what you're doing. Interest in this topic is increasing right now. More and more venues are talking about this. So we want to make sure that we can further accelerate the momentum that is already happening, further accelerate the exchange of ideas, and provide each other with an additional mouthpiece to be louder about the opportunities, to be louder about the crisis and the need for urgency that we all face right now. And who better than to partner with the Greece Sports Alliance and OVG to sort of accelerate this process and this momentum that already exists in our industry? Well, first of all, I look forward to, you know, this kind of what seems to me like a one plus one equals three, and that's the right answer kind of uh, partnership. I look forward to seeing what comes of it. And I am enthusiastic about that. One thing you mentioned, Chris, you mentioned ARC. So I don't come from the stadium world other than I've gone there as a fan. But what I do know in the green sports world and in the built environment world, there's ARC. Now there's goal. There's lead. There's well. There's the sustainable sport index. There is a lot of, some are certifications, some are trackers. You know, how do you, either there is or there could be some confusion out there. How do you allay that? How do you make this this certification tracker soup makes sense. Sure. I'll say a couple things here. One, again, we are starting from the point of view of the operator and we want to make their lives A, easier and B, more effective when it comes to actually driving sustainable change. So that's the starting point. So we are not interested in saying, you need to use this tool, you need to use that tool, you need to use this tool, which goes back to the idea of wherever, and Kristen has been instrumental in, in working with AWS on this one, wherever you're starting with your data, we want to make sure it can easily flow into goal. Or if you're starting with goal, we want to make sure that your data can be easily integrated into a different tool that has a different end game in mind. Part one, again, that's under the idea of making this easier. The other thing I would say, and again, Kristen is a great architect of this along with Jason McLennan, who we're working with, we wanna make sure that we're not reinventing the wheel here. And if there are standards that come from well, we wanna make sure that can be included in goal. And we wanna make sure that if there are standards in some other tool, zero waste, true. We wanna make sure that we are mirroring those things as well. What I think, sets goal apart, or what I think our point of differentiation in goal is, is simply the high touch, high collaborative nature of the tool. We're going to be collecting like 
there's only one way, as you know, to create your carbon footprint. Like the math is the math. So regardless of the tool you're doing it in, the math is the math. We're going to do it for you as well. The difference is in goal, you are working with other like-minded vendors, not just vendors, but other like-minded operators who are committed to this. We will be active ensuring collaboration among that membership via tools within goal, via monthly best practice calls, via an annual conference, you name it. But it will be very high touch from that standpoint. You'll have Kristen and her team to provide you insight, sounding board, additional introductions to others who might be able to be a solution provider for you. And again, within the tool, remember, we are not just providing tracking. It's tracking plus the library, plus collaboration, plus, plus, plus. So it's just, that's our point of view on the world, again, is to make your life easier and one-stop shopping for the operator. I won't speak for other certifications or tools or tracking mechanisms out there, but we are really trying to focus in on that facilities manager, that general manager of the building, and how to put everything at their fingertips, including here's what to do to get to the next level, not just here's how to track. Yeah. And what I'd add quickly to that point is that, you know, as someone who's worked in sustainability for a long time, I'm sure listeners would agree. The last thing we need is for people to resent sustainability because it feels like more work or because it's confusing, because we know within our industry, you don't really have to do anything. Unfortunately, there's not a huge amount of accountability yet for our industry. And so the last thing we need is for another reason or excuse not to take action. And I I hate for confusion to be that excuse. And so as much as Chris mentioned, as much as we can support understanding the differences between the different certifications and systems that are out there and then collaborating with them, I think the better. But hopefully our members know that they can come to us with questions about some of those other systems and they'll get an unbiased response or or answer feedback of what those tools are meant to do versus how they can work with goal. And I would imagine that putting my facilities manager's hat on, that something that's going to be ease of use, that's going to provide real insight and the chance for real improvement and make me and our venue look good. Those to me seems like the win, 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 win. I think there were four of them there. I think 100%. And, oh, by the way, you now get to work with Climate Pledge Arena, UBS Arena, Footprint Center, State Farm Arena. I mean, like venues that really understand Moda Center in Portland. You get to work with venues that are already down the road on their own sustainability journey. So to the extent you're one of those venues and down the road a bit, what better set of partners to have? Or to the extent you're just starting today, what better set of partners to have than those who have already started to pave the way for you? So the venues that we have included in this are those who I would want to partner with if I were just starting my journey. I'm not a venue operator, but I'm sold. (laughs) But I have a couple of questions still. Now, how does it work in terms of, is it a membership, whatever the fees are, what can you say about that? And then what an ROI might look like? Yeah, good question. So we are charging 
to use your language, a membership fee, sort of an annual membership fee. It will depend on the size of your building and the type of your building, but expect that membership fee to be in the low to mid five-figure range. The reason we are charging a fee is not to make money on this because we won't this year. The idea is to ensure, though, that the people we are working with are committed to running the furthest and the fastest on this topic. The example I've used 50 times in the last month is it's the difference between a comp ticket and paying $10 for a ticket. If you pay $10, you're going to the game. If you get a comp ticket for free, you may or may not go. Same point here. If you're paying a little bit of money, not so much that this is hard for a venue, but if you're paying a little bit of money, you're going to be more engaged. You're going to send the right people to the phone calls. You're going to provide input into the tool, and you are going to make sure you get your money's worth. If you're getting this for free, I'm not so sure you have the same intensity and the same discipline as what we want from those who are participating on this topic. So that's how it works. So it's a, a, a small annual membership fee, a three-year commitment. Why three years? Because we want to move the ball and give you the runway you need to show movement over time. And then is there an ROI that uh, then you can expect or that can vary also per, per venue? Well, I mean, listen, you know the ways that, that this will return money to a venue. Number one, the more efficiently you operate your building, you should see cost savings in so doing, right? The more efficiently you think about water, the more efficiently you think about energy, you should enjoy some cost savings, number one. Number two, to the extent you are serious about sustainability and really doing things to activate around that, our collective hypothesis is that is going to attract other sponsors, other brands who want to associate with you, right? I want to show my green credentials as a brand so therefore, I'm going to partner with Climate Pledge Arena. Therefore, I'm going to partner with Building X, who's taking part in the goal program. So I think that's number two. I think number three, as we all know, there are an increasing number of artists who are more and more vocal about sustainability. Billie Eilish, Coldplay, Paul McCartney. It is increasingly going to be the case that unless you are doing something to demonstrate that you care about the planet, you may or may not get those artists. So from a content standpoint, this is in your best interest as well. That's number three. I think number four, we all understand the general demographic that works within our industry in terms of our employee base. It's a younger employee base. By and large, they care more about the planet than older generations historically have. You're going to have to demonstrate to them that you care. So again, I think your ability to recruit and retain employees is aided by the fact that you are participating in a program like this and demonstrating your commitment to sustainability. And then fifth, like it matters to your community. Again, I know the audience on this podcast understands this, but you don't have to look far in the newspaper or on the news to see the latest climate disaster. This is increasingly a topic of conversations in communities and municipalities all across the country. As an operator, you're going to have to do something that meets the needs of your community. So I think there's a host of ways that the program, quote, returns an ROI to you. 
it's going to vary by community. It's going to vary by the type of your building and, and what you're activating around. But I, I am highly confident that our small membership fee is not going to be an issue in the long run here. And especially on that point about the community, this is something that I've been driving home in talks with all portions of the green sports world and beyond. Commissioners of sports leagues, what keeps them up at night? How do they stay relevant to the Gen Z and whatever comes after them? And how will, and I'm, I'm using sports, but I'm sure this is the same in the entertainment space beyond sports. How do you get them to care so that they're going to go to your venue? And not, I'm not conceded to say that, oh, because they are super strong on environment, that's going to be the reason, but it is going to maybe put them a couple of steps closer. I think it matters. There are a diminishing number of people who are climate deniers at this point. I think everybody understands, not everybody, but most people now understand what's at stake. So now we just need to start showing them that we are taking action. And then, oh, by the way, as you know, Lou, like in sports, we as an industry and entertainment have an outsized voice. People pay attention to what we do. People pay attention to what athletes do. People pay attention to what artists do. We need to use that megaphone for good. We need to use that megaphone to reinforce climate change is here. Climate change is a problem. Climate change is caused by us. But there's hope if we take action today. And here's what we're doing. That's what Catherine Hayhoe, the great climate communicator, always says. You want hope? You take action. Action gets you hope. Kristen, what does success look like for goal by the end of either this year or next year? Because you're just starting out now and then say five years out. Yeah. Well, first I'll say Chris just had a great plug for eco athletes because Lou, I know you're working on activating athletes around climate action, which I think is, is great. And, you know, doing more of that, I think will only help make those connections and, and make this more real. Um, and I'm sure in the future, there are ways for goal to plug in there as well. But to answer your question, I would say in the nearer term, so, you know, the end of this year, early next year, I think the success of goal is really about engagement. First, we really want to have feedback from those founding members that Chris mentioned, make sure that the platform is working with them. The last thing we want is for them to become members and then not use the system because it's cumbersome or difficult. And so that feedback early on to make sure that it's working for them and meeting their needs is really important. So I'd love to see every venue that we're working with entering in data on a monthly basis, beginning to calculate their carbon footprint, which happens automatically in the system with those inputs so that we have an early understanding, almost an early baseline of what uh, carbon footprint looks like in a variety of different facilities that we're working with. And then in the future, I think it's that times five. If it's in a five-year lookout, we want more venues of different types using the portal, hopefully, collaborating, working together, entering in data so that we have a better understanding of what a real kind of baseline for our industry looks like. And not just sports and entertainment facilities broadly, but understanding what an arena of a certain age or in a certain geography might look like for energy output, what a good baseline might be so that we know how and where to guide improvement. Same thing for stadiums or convention centers, et cetera. So in the future, we just you know are really hoping to support a large variety of different types of venues and facilitate them working together so that 
in the future, maybe they're not even needing to use our tools and resources as much because they already have access and have shared it and have taken it on. And so right now we have bronze, silver, gold levels of performance. Maybe in the future, we have to add platinum or something even higher because you know people continue to make improvements over time. A good problem to have. And how broad is your focus with goal? Can venues that are not in the OBG family be part of it? Even you know some venues who would be as part of your competition? How wide are you casting the net? Again, good question. We are agnostic in terms of participation here. So clearly, our bigger venues are all participating. Climate Pledge Arena, UBS Arena, Moody Center, AccraSure Arena, Co-op Live, which also will be a fully electric building when it opens a year from now. We have venues from the OVG360 family that are included in this early founding circles group. And then we have venues that have no affiliation with OVG or OVG360 who are in the founding circle group. And again, I, I think that's the point. We're trying to put ourselves again in the seat of the operator. Again, whether you're a football stadium, an arena, a baseball stadium, a convention center, we want to make sure you understand there are things you can do today to make a difference. And we want to show you what you can do, give you a set of peers who are doing similar things, and then turn you loose so you can start to make a difference in the world. What you just said reminded me of what Dale Vince, the chairman and owner of Forest Green Rovers, arguably the greenest sports team in the world, said at the recent Sport Positive Summit where he said, there is always a different way to do something. And it sounds so obvious. It sounds so elemental. But when he said it, I was like, that is brilliant. And that gives lie to what we can't do better because there is always a way to do something different. And you guys are doing it. I'm going to ask one question that goes beyond kind of the goal world. And it comes from Sport Positive, which was a recent gathering of the green sports world in London at the beginning of October. And there was a lot of discussion there about greenwashing or possible greenwashing by venues and using terms like zero waste and carbon neutral. Dr. Alan Hershkowitz, who's a godfather of the green sports world, cast out when he said, you can't make cement without fossil fuels, you can't make steel without fossil fuels. So that means you can't be zero waste. And it just added a little you know, more confusion to this mix. How do you guys look at this kind of topic? You know, I, I get it. And I understand what Dr. Hershkowitz is saying. I also, and this goes back to the beginning, I don't want venues or people though, intimidated by perfection. I want venues to feel like I'm taking a step today and it might be bumpy and it might not be perfect. And I might be mixing some of my composting with my recycling. That's okay. We just want to get you started on the journey. Once you've started, we can start to refine. Once you've started, we can show you the next level. Like Again, there's always another level. There's always something we can do to improve but we've got to get more venues taking that first step. Even if that step is just measuring, like just measure your carbon footprint. There's so many of us who know how many season tickets we've sold. We know what our sponsorship revenue is. Nobody can tell us what their carbon footprint is. 
that alone would be a good starting place. So like I'm, I'm less interested in perfection and I'm more interested in progress and getting people moving. And I would just add that greenwashing comes from unfounded statements where you don't have any backing or any knowledge of wh- where that claim is coming from. And so, you know, with that measurement component, you can make more justified claims, more science-based and more pulled or to hide to specific data points that exist with graphs and charts and history of data inputs to point to. So those claims become much more real with those numbers behind it and the confidence to actually say that. I think we often are trying to overcome the challenge and the concern of greenwashing when really it might be better if all industries were just more transparent about where they were in their journey and less concerned with talking about it. And amen to that. And I also feel like as we're getting to the end here that with Kristen and with Chris leading the way on goal, I believe that what we will see is real progress and we will see it in a way that's digestible, understandable, and will tell the score where we are. And then we'll hopefully show, okay, here's how we get to the next milepost. I really appreciate what you're doing. I think this is much needed. I really appreciate you spending some time talking with Green Sports Pod. I'll leave it to either of you or both to have any last takeaways and also how to get in touch if venue operators are listening there and they've been interested in what they heard. I guess I would just say in closing, we don't claim to have everything figured out. We know we've learned some things at Climate Pledge Arena and I've learned some things in my own career as a practitioner, as has Kristen, as has State Farm Arena, as has Fenway Sports Group, and now the founding circle members. But I do think that we can take that wisdom or those lessons learned among our failures along the way and turn them into something that can be instructive. And again, I I think that's what we're really trying to do is think back five years from now or from today when I was an operator of a set of buildings, what would have been helpful to me? And that's, again, what we're trying to include in this process here through venues who are going through those same sorts of issues today. So again, goal for us is a work in progress today. It's going to be a work in progress 10 years from now as we continue to learn, as we continue to get better, as venues continue to push us saying, well, what about this? What about this? It's going to continue to shift and morph over time. What I would say, though, is we are highly appreciative of our partners. We are highly appreciative of the venues who have raised their hand, which is highly courageous, right? It's highly courageous to start sharing your sustainability data with that outside party. So like I just kudos to all of the, the founding circle members and those who are not yet members of Goal, but will soon be. We get that we're all in this together. And this is not to shame anybody and it's not to overhype anybody. It's just to learn from each other and again, create a pathway for people to continue improving and to continue moving over time. And to get in touch, feel free to well, find me personally on LinkedIn, uh, but you can find out more about the goal standard at goalstandard.com. And there's contact information there as well. Thank you so much for having us, Lou, and for talking through this. This has been really helpful just to share more and to you know continue to evolve goal with hopefully listeners on this podcast as well. 
My pleasure. I look forward to keeping up with both of you and with Gold and to keeping our readers and listeners apprised of developments, either through a green sports blog story or another podcast conversation. Thank you, Chris Granger and Kristen Fulmer of OVG360. And thank you again for listening to Green Sports Pod and for reading Green Sports Blog. Follow us on Twitter at Green Sports Blog and on Instagram at Green Sports Blogger. See you again next time. You've been listening to Green Sports Pod, hosted by Lou Blaustein. Subscribe today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And head on over to greensportsblog.com, the source for news and commentary at the intersection of green and sports. Thanks, and we'll see you next time on Green Sports Pod.